Welcome to the WrestleBall Podcast. We are your host, as always. My name is Joseph Ty. Joining me is my good friend, Mark Belraj. Mark, how's it going, buddy? Hey, yo, it's going good. It is nice outside. It's actually kind of chilly this morning, but beautiful. It was. It was like 10 degrees last night as well. Yeah. But the it's... sun is out and about, so yeah. not, a, not a cloud in the sky. Well, there are a few clouds, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's still hey, a beautiful day. No, no, <laughs> need to, no, no need to call me out live on the podcast here, listen, right? Listen, Nobody can see. We hold our meteorologists to high standards, so there's no reason why I shouldn't hold you to the exact same standards. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been watching the news recently? Because it has been a, a bit of a shit show out there. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, and I haven't really been following the news. I've been reading a little bit of Twitter. Uh, seeing what's going on, mostly seeing innocent people get hurt. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at the fact that this is how ridiculous we've gotten um, in terms of uh, what needs to be done in order to achieve, I guess, some would say justice, some would say quality, whatever it is. Uh, it, it's a wild for. west out there. And, and and right off the bat, I'm going to say, obviously. Well, even like... in Toronto, there is a huge protest. There's a picture of it. I saw downtown that. Downtown Toronto. It's like. It, it was peaceful like for the most part, though. I think. Yeah, it was but the thing is, it's jam-packed. There's just people right next to each other, which is totally defeating this whole social distancing purpose, right? Yeah, I think the social distancing is out the window at this point. Uh, if you look around, uh, I know last week there was a whole thing with uh, Trinity Bellwood Park, and everybody was congregating there. And the funny uh, part was uh, John Tory was there. without his, like His mask was below his nose, too. Yeah, so. I saw that, and he was like talking to people and stuff yeah which is like it's fine but if you're going to be a leader and you're going to be part of the group that's saying to wear a mask you can't really go against that without facing some criticism and i don't you know he had to apologize the next day apologies don't mean nothing when you're getting people sick so you know yeah i again it's all about how the media portrays it because like last you know last month had you been out and about not social distancing you would have been berated for sure uh, I think now the media has been more relaxed about it, and so they see it, and it's not really that big of a deal anymore. Um, and it's only been a month difference, so. Yeah, but you also got to be smart about it. You're the mayor of Toronto. You think people aren't going to be recording you and reporting you? Like, God. yeah, but that's the thing, though. They, he did get reported, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. That's no, what I'm but saying. Lost... it's all about the media, right? Yeah, the media could have made it a big deal. Yeah, but I, like I said, you're you're a leader who's you know who's who's saying that we should be doing this, and you're not doing it yourself, so. You're not sending. You're not setting a good example as a leader. I'm not, I'm not saying a regular Joe. Like it's odd. I put. I put. I'm gonna put John Tory on a pedestal, but you are a leader and you are the mayor and you should be following the rules that you're the one telling your citizens. That's that's my point. Yeah, that's true. Lack of visibility, I should say. For sure. Uh, and again, I think he was only down there because there were so many people. He's. I think he's just trying to get like a survey of the, of the people and see what's next for the city because it's pretty clear that they're gonna open it up, any any day now. Well, it's already open. I was at uh, the Home Sense and Ajax. Uh, I didn't go personally. I, I just I, I dropped uh, someone off uh, so that they can go inside and do whatever they wanted to do. There was a lineup outside. That actually, that whole plaza was like popping with cars. Uh, so because everything, so basically anything with a storefront, uh, you can go into. Just malls aren't open. Malls yet. aren't open. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, it's 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 crazy right now. I saw pictures of people posting up in the shoe groups of people lining up for for champs and all these different stores and I was just kind of like, man, there wasn't even any releases that day so I wasn't sure what they were lining up for, but uh, it, it is Probably just it, the, leftover, the leftover stock. Yeah, probably, certain, yeah. 
like the Chicago mids, I'm sure they bought some, like they had some on standby, I'm sure. And I think that's what people probably also believe. And remember, they're kids, if they are young people, they are working in stores, so they're the ones telling their friends too that, hey, there is stock. Right. Uh, so that's, I would assume that's how the news is spreading. Or some people are just, you know, playing the lottery and seeing whatever they can get. Because we've, I think we've seen one or two shoes uh, that are on, sh- on, you know, that are that were on shelves before, obviously, this pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that weren't available online, so it's it's definitely possible. And well, I, I mean, spoke to you I, I got my Air Force Ones. My uh, you were with me when I, I purchased those. Could oh, not the, get them anywhere online. Yeah, the Day of the day Dead of ones. The dead? Yeah. I, I couldn't get those anywhere online, and uh, they were sitting in the in the Nike store. Uh, and in fact, Nike.ca didn't have them. Only Footlocker.ca had them. Yeah. Uh, so I was surprised to see them at the Nike store, but saw them cop them so i was happy about that so you're right there's probably some leftovers that that kids are trying to pick up uh going back to that uh you know the the youth of today and going back to the protesting that's that's happening over in the states um i just wanted to say what the heck are you kids doing out there i saw a news article um on the looting that's going on in la right now and a lot of the shops were literally all hypebeast stuff like foot lockers uh, like I said, uh, I told you earlier, they had raided um, Flight Club, which is a, a consignment shop for sneakers. It's, you've probably seen it if you've seen uh, those YouTube uh, episodes where they bring celebrities to go in and buy shoes. Um, so all and like again, like uh, a lot of these Supreme and all that stuff. A lot of these stores got looted, and that goes to tell me, you know, it's not it's not forty year olds, fifty year olds that are going in and looting these stores. Clearly, this is a youth movement. Y'all need to get your priorities in check. It's crazy. It's crazy right now. That yeah. said, on the other side of the protesting, we, we've seen so many stories of police uh, brutality. We saw the, um, the reporter who got blinded by a rubber bullet. Another um, bystander who was also nearly blinded by a rubber bullet. We saw that one lady who was shopping, uh, coming home with her groceries and bleeding. Um, from I think rubber bullets as well. So like the the world is in turmoil right now. Well, not the world, the U.S. Well, Hong Kong's fighting still too, right? Yes, Hong Kong's still going on right and now they, too as well. And they just got some pretty uh, bad health, bad hands dealt to them mm-hmm. uh, to further handicap their cause as well, which is uh, also sad. To see. I think what's uh, what's going on the in the protesting is... situation right now over there? Because it seems like it hasn't been as crazy as last year. Like last year, it looked well. Like... Armageddon. It's hard to. It's really hard to say because the media is not focusing on that. The media is more focusing on, right now, Trump trying to, I think, uh, censor Twitter to some extent. Obviously, the protesting that is going on, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the I guess the U.S. leaving the World Health Health Organization. Like they're just not. They're not focusing on Hong Kong at all. You're not hearing anything about Hong Kong. But that, mm-hmm. I think for the most part, Hong Kong in its entirety is, uh, you know, basically at a huge like violent protests they're not they're no longer peaceful pro oh well that's what i was saying because last year we knew for sure it was like that like we saw all the video footage it looked like you know cities were literally i don't think anything has changed i do think however that there's less media coverage about it because china's really starting to try to control that um because i thought i thought with the uh covid situation it kind of died down a bit what's that the news coverage no even like the protesting and all that stuff right i don't think it had to People I don't have think to it, isolate, right? I don't think it ever died down. I think they just kept going. I don't think you just die down and then go back to it. I think it was. I think it's been going on. But again, I have nothing to back that up. Um, I just I hadn't heard anything had stopped. 
Um, but I hadn't heard anything had escalated either. But it's not like we're getting numbers about people who are getting coronavirus. No, I, I would just find it odd because again, last year we saw how many videos of like people getting sprayed with uh, pepper spray. Like they had the friggin' trucks uh, shooting pepper spray out like a water gun uh in, in hong kong so i feel like if it was still going on to that extent you would see at least one or two videos out on reddit yeah but i go on reddit today and there's like literally like 50 the first 50 links are all protesting from the u.s stuff um so again and and something that has been i think brought up to a lot of redditors has been that uh, very likely that china has bought reddit uh, or bought off reddit anyway mm -hmm. so they're tencent is the company yeah oh tencent so I guess they've bought them over or at least bought the content that's allowed to be streamed because there's a lot of uh, moderators disappearing. Uh, there's a lot less monitor uh, moderators um, and there's a lot more news focused on, I guess. Yeah, well, there's a lot of censorship going on right now on yeah. Reddit for sure. Yeah, uh, and, and the good thing, though, is on Reddit, they do like people still comment in, in the new thread saying, uh, you know, the, these threads were censored, this and that. Uh, so at least it's not completely hidden. Um, you're still seeing that kind of stuff in the comments, so that that's good. Uh, some mm -hmm. some yeah. interesting things too. This in terms of the protesting in the states is a lot of cops have actually joined the protesting. I was just about to say, let's talk about the positive of the protests. I know Flint, Michigan, was one of them. Yeah. Cops dropped all their arms well, and actually marched with the protesters. Which this is, is awesome an easy. It's an easy move for the Flint police because the Flint police haven't been supported by the government for how many years? They don't. They still. There's still parts of Flint that don't even have clean water. Right. So I, it's very easy, in my opinion, for cops to say, you know, screw that. Why am I? Why am I putting my life on the line for something you believe in? And when 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 it comes down, you know, for our well-being, for our forces' well-being, and for our, uh, you know, uh, city and state's well-being, you don't. You're not there for us. So. Um, it's happening a lot, a lot actually. Yeah, I, I agree with that point. Uh, what I would say is that there is this Netflix documentary. I think I mentioned it uh, last year when I had watched it. It was about the Flint, Michigan police. Uh, and you'd be surprised uh, as to like some of the opinions. That, it seemed like it was pretty split in terms of like some people had that mentality of, you know, being a police officer is a tough job. So they they try and reason a lot of the, the shit that you see on the media uh, about uh, police brutality. And then the other half was saying, you know, it's crazy. It's they're obviously targeting black people and, and this and that. Um, I think the reality is, is this. Um, somebody said it best. I think it was Randy Orton, actually. He had said that uh, all lives matter. Um, however, until black lives matter, all lives matter can exist. Yeah, I think uh, the group Anonymous hacked into, uh, I think it was Min uh, Minneapolis's police department and started i don't know leaking names or something about yeah they they took down the uh the minneapolis uh or minnesota sorry police website and put out a message basically saying they're going to unleash a bunch of information about uh, corrupt cops and corrupt yeah. authorities authoritative figures and whatnot so i don't know what's gonna happen with that but uh yeah i mean like it's crazy i i i i i, I support the protests 100 percent. i think the police brutality bullshit needs to stop well, 10 years bad. ago 20 years ago think about it this way the the whole point uh and i was just explaining this to hopefully you yeah uh, you haven't uh touched on it yet but um the way the uh, G george floyd was arrested and you know how he was saying he couldn't breathe and uh, why he was being arrested and uh the fact that the police department hit it uh the da hit it 
Um, and only when the video surfaced did they start trying to scramble to do it. That's your entire, it's a real failure on your justice system. Um, and there needs to be, you know, people getting fired for this. People who have had power uh, that have, with you know, withdrawn it in, in the sight of injustice. Uh, mm-hmm. These people need to be dealt with. These are criminal activities that are clearly being done by authoritative figures. And they need to face the music and stop hiding behind you know, wherever it is they're hiding um this despicable and that's why these protests have gotten this violent because of how long this you know how it got away from these guys and how long have they been doing this and how long have they incarcerated innocent people well well let's let's separate the protesters from you know the rioters and the looters okay because uh there's a lot of protesters out there that they they don't support any of the looting and, and all that stuff that's going on as they shouldn't because quite honestly when you're looting the businesses the local businesses you're not hitting the people that need to be hit no. uh you know what i mean like if, uh, for example somebody had mentioned flight club like uh, like i said earlier got looted over the weekend or yesterday ex- uh, actually flight club is a biz a local owned business that was started by a black man right like so going after business business like that is insane yeah, but those guys aren't protesters. Those guys are there to profit. Well, and off that's the... that's my point, right? We got to separate the protesters from the looters and the opportunists. Yeah, unfortunately, though, uh, the cops won't be able to do that, and they'll start spraying rubber bullets on everybody. Not just it's it's basically giving you cause to shoot everybody, not shoot the looters, but shoot everybody who's you know in the vicinity. That's the problem with this, right? There definitely yes. is a difference in terms of us having a dialect uh, conversation. But there's no difference when it comes to, okay, now we have to do something about this. You know, basically bringing in martial law to control the population. Because of this 10% of people who are looting mm-hmm. um, that are really hurting the cause. Because they don't really care about... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they don't care about the cause. Of course. They, they just want to use this as an excuse to loot and rob. Because these people would be looting and robbing anyway. Well, for sure. Listen, you don't support the cause if you're going into Flight Club and taking a pair of $20,000 Magforce ones. I mean, that has nothing to do with the cause. Nothing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my point was just that you're right that in, in the view of the officers, you're right. You're, you're only giving them more fuel to their fire. Uh, but I think it is still very important that when we discuss um, the protests, we, we should make a very clear distinction on, on the protests and then the looting side and the rioter side, right? Mm. Indeed, yeah. Um, but it's, it's crazy and, and people are losing their lives. I, I think I told you about, uh, there was a group of quote unquote protesters who tried to, uh, rob a FedEx truck. Mm-hmm. The truck obviously fled in fear of his life. I, I think actually he had a gun pointed at him as well. So anyways, he drives off somebody who was trying to get into one of the trailers, uh, somehow gets stuck in the wheel. Well, it gets dragged like 150 feet and then obviously he died. Um, and it's crazy. It's like, if well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. If you're the mother or father of this this young man who dies in doing this type of an act, how do you feel about that? Yeah, of course. It's it's a uh, nonsensical violence, uh, nonsensical murder. It doesn't. It's just it's stupidity, right? It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but anyways, going back to the original thing, um. It, uh, there's a lot of stories like this. I mean, there was that uh, the guy who who was followed by those three guys in the truck got shot and killed, and then it didn't come out until the footage was released like months later. 
-hmm. and now now uh, everybody's getting charged and and i think you might actually be um thinking of that story as well when when we're talking about this whole situation yeah because that one was like literally a cover-up they they tried to hide that one for months yeah well i don't know really what to say i do know what to say that there are people in positions of power and there are groups of people who are keeping them in power by any means necessary. And these are extremely powerful people. I'm not saying that that's going on with police forces, but rather than deal with the problems, they'd rather hide them under the carpet. And then when it does come out, people that, you know, those departments expect people not to be upset. You know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think I think uh, you have to get mad. Uh, there's no, you know, it's, it's a very upsetting to see these things. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, there's no... There's no, it's no black and white here. It's, it's very gray all over the board. Like people are upset and I get it. Some of the protests have gotten crazy. Like when they, they burnt down the Minnesota police, um, that, yeah, that one department, yeah, building, uh, burned it down to Chris. It's like, yeah, it's like, man, I like, that's a tough one. I mean, I'm not going out and condoning doing something like that. But at the same time, I understand that these guys have been pushed to a point where it's kind well, of like... Well, I, th- I think the message there is, and I think that had to, a lot to do with rioters and protesters, mm-hmm. um, is that if you're not going to be an institution that stands for something, then you're, you're going to stand literally and figuratively, you know, for nothing. And they burnt it down, right? So, right, right, right. And and that's that's uh, that has to happen to a lot of institutions that have failed society. Um but the problem is, is it's it's scary because you know it's it's not, it's very rarely leads to change, right? It's only going to make the police even more upset. And like you said, we now we're seeing them shooting rubber bullets at everybody and anyone. Yeah. Um. So it's like I get it. At the same time, like it's only everything that's happening right now is only escalating it from both sides, right? Like it's it's getting the police amped up. Police are getting worse. Um, you know, the protesters get amped up, they get worse. And then all of a sudden, you know, where are we? We're just, it's, we're just the experiment, man. That's what I always say that the experiments at our level, and this is all just a big, you know, social experiment that's gone horribly wrong. Uh, but it is getting more, it's escalating more, uh, every time this happens. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, the authoritative figures, you know, that have the power to, you know, really decipher what's right and what's wrong, get it right. Um, I know institutions, institutional change takes many years, but we are far from, we are very far from where we were, but we still have, you know, a long way to go to where we should be. Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is a never ending battle. I I think the, the police organizations in the U S need to be reformed. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. They have really, you know, a good percentage of that police force in the U.S. are bad apples. I saw oh, that yeah. one video the other day uh, of this well, uh, mm-hmm. officer in San Jose, I believe, and he looked like he was amped up, like it was a video game. He was ready to go. He, I, I forget what he was holding, some sort of like uh, tear gas uh, rifle. I don't know if you saw that video on Reddit, uh, but he was like amped up when, when things weren't escalated yet. And then when, it, when everything, you know, when shit popped off, guess who took the first shot? Yeah. this one individual so so the thing about cops let's say in the u.s um i think a lot of them are undercover and a lot of them are aiding to the you know under under underground activities 
um, well, whether it be for a case or whether it just be for themselves, because I know a lot, there are a lot of dirty cops uh, that work in gangs. And while they do give information to the cops, they're not giving enough to stop what's going on. Um, I think that that does exist. Well, I think the main thing is, is they don't have a standard or a good standard when they're hiring. I read an article the other day that said that you literally could be disqualified to be an officer if you're too smart. If you do too well on their tests, they think that mm -hmm. uh, like mentally you're not the kind of person that could be a cop. And it's well, like, they want, well, you want pawns, right? The, the whole thing is people, you got to listen to your boss, especially when you're a cop, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that definitely uh, can slide into a conflict of interest when there's something that should be investigated that usually that isn't investigated, right? Well, and the other, yeah. And the other thing too is the whole BS about uh, the quote unquote um, brotherhood that they have, how they, you know, keep a code of silence. They, they mm. never write each other out. And it's like, you hear that from even good cops. So if yeah. you're a good cop who's being silent about a bad cop, that makes you a bad cop. Yeah. Which means that everybody's a bad cop, despite if you, uh, you know, actually are, uh, uh, you know, doing going out there and doing these um, bad police, uh, un unethical things, right? Um, mm -hmm. But if you're standing there and, and silent on these matters, you're just as bad as them. And, and same thing with the government. You know, a lot of people talk about. Um, the right, you know, this is right wing propaganda, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm by all means, I'm not a big fan of the Republicans. Um, but the Democrat Party standing there and watching and not doing anything. So if you're doing that, you're just as bad in my book. Well, I think I feel like if we're going to go to uh, the Dem Democrats versus Republicans, it's, that's a lost cause, too, because uh, by, you know, your example of, oh, the Democrats aren't doing anything. Well, they're not doing anything because there's a Republican in charge and mm -hmm. they don't like him you know, wholeheartedly don't like him. So why would they? And, that, and that's disgusting too, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if you see something and choose not to do it, anything about it. When it all comes bad, down right? to it, like, this is a, this is all a political game. Coronavirus is a political game. These things are, they're just, they're, they're political games. They're disgusting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, really gets in the way of uh, progression. Um, I, I, I always felt that we should have been a hundred years ahead of where we are now. And I feel like we're at that uh, threshold point where, we've gone as far as we can we're gonna probably advance a little slower and i don't know if we don't if we don't already tear ourselves apart exactly there you go yeah so I anyway think, that's uh, yeah. i forget what it was i think it was a movie maybe or something i forget where i got this quote from but it was basically saying um i was basically saying like uh whether god exists or not and they were saying you know god left this place a long time ago mm -hmm. um and I, I, I can kind of see it. The world is basically imploding on itself because of, uh, you know, we can't get along with other people. And also, to be fair, is uh, uh, we have media that's hyping everything up too. Um, I'm not saying it's not as bad as it may seem, but it's also mm -hmm. it's being hyped up a lot. So that could definitely. Well, yeah. Okay. Here's here's what I will say. I, you know, I love the fact that I live in Canada. The fact that, you know, I don't have to see this stuff on a regular basis. I, and not to say that Canada is perfect or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I'm very grateful that I live here. But, you know, when I see the stuff that's going on in, in, in the U.S., when I see the stuff that's going on in Hong Kong, it's kind of like, what? China, all the stuff that's going down in China. It's like, oh, my God. What is going on here? And it's hurt. it hurts to see, right? Like, we all share this planet together. Let's just 
make the best of it because eventually uh, Mother Nature is going to get rid of all of us anyway. So. Yeah, but the fights are always against government, right? Bad government, right? That's that's the whole fight's always been about. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Like, like you look at the States. Remember when I was telling you those three guys that shot the black guy? Mm. Nothing to do with the government. Oh, three no, I'm guys, talking about... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Senseless we, the violence. Fact, the yeah, fact that we sure. can't get over racism, the fact that we can't get over, like, sexism, uh, any of that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, the fact that we can't get over this stuff, guys... What is wrong with you? Yeah. Well, Anyways, yeah. moving on. That was a little political talk. Uh, I just thought it was appropriate to talk about considering all the stuff that's been going on, especially over the last couple of days, last last week or so. Um, hopefully everybody is staying safe out there. And uh, yeah, you know, that's the main thing. Just make sure we stay safe and, and let's really make some change for the future. Agreed. Uh, moving on to wrestling now we talked a lot about AEW Double or Nothing last week they had the first Dynamite back since then um, and there was obviously a guest appearance by uh, Mike Tyson he came out with Henry Cejudo and Vitor Belfort and they had a little beef with uh, Chris Jericho in the inner circle um, I thought that was a, a really fun promo yeah it was good um they had a, they made it legit too, and uh, uh, they brought him as like sort of uh, his posse behind him, and uh, it was nice. It was nice to see because Tyson hasn't done that in a long time, right? Um, since he was back in his DX days, yes, um, which was really cool to see. We we do, and we did talk about it last week that he is training, uh, in what looks like a possible you know one match comeback. Um, Maybe soon, few, maybe not yeah. soon, or whatever. But I, it's weird because I know he he talked about you know he not him not liking to box because he feel he felt that it brought out like a very different side of him that he you know he doesn't necessarily like to see, and that's probably just the animal within. Um, so very strange that he'd be coming back. So maybe he's able to tame that animal, or I would say I would I would maybe he just he needs a payday. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I think it's just the payday. It's probably gonna be like a fun type of thing. I don't think anyone's gonna get knocked out or anything like that. It won't be too serious. I, I would like him to see him face uh, Jake. Is it Jake Paul? One of those guys. Oh uh, yeah, Jake Paul. Jake Paul fight him. That would be funny. Uh, um, oh, I'd man. love to see Tom, uh, Tyson knock him out. He would get. He possible. would get. Yeah, Jake Paul would get toast. And to uh, Jake Paul's credit, he actually uh, a lot of people say his his techniques and uh, his training is decent. It's good. So. Uh, no, I no mean, knock, no knock looked, on uh, Jake Paul. Oh, a lot of knock on Jake Paul. Okay, <laughs> first and foremost, he looked decent against a guy who clearly did not know how to box because he was facing another YouTuber. I forget what his name was. KSI. Uh, yeah, yeah, KSI. Um, who like clearly yeah, didn't yeah. have very much technique. Uh, he looked like he had some good power shots, but that's about it. He, I think, he was like winging everything. Everything was a hook shot. Um. So yeah, he looked good against a guy and who's, I think, smaller than him as well. I think KSI's quite a bit smaller than his, him as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know, man. I don't like Jake Paul. I, there was a video of him the other day uh, where he posted uh, the looting that was going on in one of the malls and he was just taking footage of all that stuff. I'm like, man. <laughs> Is he you... the one that went to the Japan suicide forest? That's either him or his brother. I mean, they're both Local they're both, both pretty unethical opportunists yeah so anyway going back to the tyson uh fiasco it was funny because jr i think you showed me the video jr at one point 
there's some like random looking oh. guy, <laughs> and he gets knocked. He gets pushed by somebody in the the inner circle, and then yes, and then and then Jr. says, "Chris uh, uh, Jericho just knocked or punched Vitor Belfort." I was like, "What?" Yeah, it's like how do you how did this? Do you think this guy is <laughs> trained in MMA? Yeah. One of the one of the craziest knockout artists um, is this little weird looking funny guy. Like, come on, Jr. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was pretty funny though. Um, but yeah, Henry cool. Cejudo was there, and you really get to see how short Henry Cejudo really is. Oh yeah, you know, being a world class athlete as well. He's man, he got well, lost I, in that crowd real I think, fast. I think legit, he's like five four, baby, mm-hmm. uh, which is short because I'm I'm short and I'm five five and a half, six, maybe. Yeah. yeah, close to five six, and I'm I'm like usually the shortest guy in the room. So, uh, you know, if you're five four, you must be pretty short as well. Mm. Um, I don't but think that, he got too involved in the fight, though. No, I don't think any of those guys got really involved. But cause... big ups on Cody for for getting all those guys to show up on stage. Those are legit guys on that. Excuse me, on that stage. So that yeah, for impressive. sure. Especially yeah, for an AEW event, an AEW Dynamite event, no less. It was funny too because we were watching Double or Nothing. I was saying that guy looks a lot like Vitor Belfort, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> it, it ended up being Vitor Belfort. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, that's hilarious. Um, I, yeah, because I don't think they mentioned him during the actual pay-per-view event. No, I, I never didn't. once heard them say Vitor Belfort's name. They may not have even known too. It's just maybe uh, Cody invited him, and mm-hmm. that was it. Maybe, and then they they didn't bother saying anything about his name, or perhaps maybe not even telling the commentators that he was there. So, right, uh, there was no uh, no hype up for him. But hey, it was was I liked I, I really liked it. I really liked that they got Jericho doing things as a leader. Oh man, um, and, and it was, the fact it was a that pep rally. Right? The fact that they referenced an event from the WWE from ten plus years ago. Yeah. Uh, so for that's, those of you part of the hype for the exactly for those of you who aren't aren't aware, and if you're wondering why Chris Jericho was so mad at Mike Tyson, it's because uh, ten years ago, him and Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho had a tag match on a WWE Raw versus um, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and Mike Tyson ended up uh, turning turning on Chris Jericho took off his shirt to reveal a Degeneration X shirt. And as we all know, Mike Tyson had that Degeneration X uh, storyline way back in the nine, late 90s, I think it was. Mm. Um, so he had, obviously has an affiliation with DX. Anyway, so he turned on Chris Jericho. I think he, he knocked him out um, 10 years ago. So that's why Chris Jericho was so mad on this AEW. And I absolutely loved how he kept the kayfabe alive. Absolutely killed it. Yeah, I did uh, agree. He's been doing yeah, he's been doing a great job. That's right. So uh, now tell me a little bit about uh, this tournament that they had. Yeah, so they had a TNT. It, was, it wasn't a tournament. It was a battle royal. Oh, sorry. Battle um, royal. Yeah. Um, just for the number one contendership for uh, uh, Cody's newly won uh, TNT belt uh, that he beat Lance Archer for at the uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Uh, it was a decent match. Uh, notables, uh, Jungle Boy was there. Um, I believe Darby Allen, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you call it? MJF with Warlow. Okay. Oh, uh, and uh, just quickly, you see the little promos that Warlow and MJF have been cutting. Yeah. yeah Looks yeah, like yeah. they're uh, teasing a a a, a turn on on uh, MJF soon. Yeah. You saw that right? Where Warlow yeah. kind of um well, gave him. Like well, MJF cut eye. Well, MJF said that me and Warlord are gonna go into this battle royal, and when it's all said and done, it's just me and him left, 
Warlord know, knows what to do, basically meaning he'll lay down yeah, for the pin. that's right. And Warlord didn't look like he liked that too much. But no. in all honesty, Warlord doesn't really strike me as a dominant force or someone you need to push right now. So I don't think you should be teasing that this early. Well, they could just be doing it as a way to... Because it seems like AEW teases things way earlier than That's true. it actually happens, right? Because yeah. we've already seen um, the Cowboy um and omega you know that heel that heel turn tease already but it doesn't really seem like that's going to happen anytime soon yeah but anyways going back to this battle royale um so, so actually you said yeah. jungle boy mjf uh darby allen any other notable names um luchasaurus was there oh the whole the whole uh actually the jungle express was there oh uh, really marco stunned all three of them were there yeah interesting <laughs> yeah um, so it ended up being uh, MJF got eliminated, uh, I believe by Jungle Boy, if I'm not mistaken. I could also be wrong about that. I forget if it's Jungle Boy or uh, a Darby Allen may have eliminated right. him. Um, so I, I thought that MJF was going to win for sure, which actually you know struck me as odd because if he were to face Co- uh, Cody for the belt again, where would you put him, winning or losing? It's hard to say. Um, so oddly enough, this is just one of the losses, one of the few losses uh, that uh, MJF will have to take. Uh, he did get eliminated, and uh, Jungle Boy ended up winning, which I thought was uh, fantastic. Um, That's funny, because when you told me that, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either, to tell you the truth. But um, they, they seem to be really liking uh, Jungle Boy. And don't get me wrong, like I said in the last podcast, dude's a good worker, great worker. Mm-hmm. He's just not a very believable champ. Like, if you put a belt on him, oh, man, that's going to be weird to see. But yeah. it could work. It could definitely work. But well, he's not going to be Cody. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like none of it is really believable. No. If you have any legitimate champ, right, like it's going to be a guy like Cody, MJF, any of those guys, right? And does Jungle Boy really beat any of those guys? Mm. Not really, if I had to say. But, of course, wrestling is predetermined, so they could always do it if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I just I, I don't see it. No, they're just giving him a shot to see where he uh, ends up. But uh, uh, it'll be a good match nonetheless. Cody has great matches with everyone he's fought with so far, so I wouldn't put it past him to. Uh, it just just it's just gonna be a good match. I think Cody's got to hold on to that TNT belt for a little while at least. He's got to be a champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh sorry, it was Orange Cassidy. And uh, Jungle Boy, oh, that ended up Cassidy, he, uh, who ended up eliminating um, uh, MJF and uh, Wardlow. So I sh- I showed you that uh, gif, by the way, on Reddit, right, of the original Orange Cassidy. No, I think I, I, sh- I sent you the link. Okay, anyways, I forget who the wrestler was, but this was obviously back from like the '80s, yeah. and he had a very similar gimmick where he would just like dodge things very like nonchalantly and stuff like that. So I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but the the name just, I can't remember at this moment. But uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, but anyways, going back to AW. So you got Jungle Boy versus Cody. What's that? That's going to be next week? That's next week on TNT, uh, TNT uh, Dynamite. Yeah, predictions, probably Cody. Cody's going to win that yeah. easily. Yeah. Not yeah. easily, but uh, it'll be a good match because uh, he seems to have good matches with Darby Allin as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I can see him having another good match with another young guy. I don't really know what you do with MJF at this point, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, he's going to fight. Uh, uh, Jungle Boy will be fighting Cody next week. 
Well, I think uh, eventually MJF has to get a title. Like, his gimmick is screaming for a title, right? Like, yeah. he's a guy that should be, you know, he reminds me a lot, like, if he gets titled, he'll be like the Ted DiBiase of wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's how I would see him holding a title, and I think it would be awesome if, if he had one. Or even like the Mr. Perfect of wrestling. Um, yeah. Just that kind of cockiness. I, I love it. I love MJF, though. He's, he's a great promo. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I, I think a title's coming up. I, w- I would expect him to win the title, hold it for a long time, and that's when you do the Wardlow turn, right? It would yeah. make sense to me, at least. Yeah. So, sorry, I, I, I got to correct myself. Um, Darby Allen was not in that match at all. So, okay. who I was thinking of in, in, in place of Darby Allen was actually Orange Cassidy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And there's basically no one else in that whole group that was going to. I really thought MJF was going to win that one. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when MJF wins, I, it'll be a big match. Like, pay-per-view yeah that's true too so let's see what, what what's going he's on he's definitely there. the top heel for me right now in all of wrestling uh, he's MJF? doing a great job yeah oh yeah i just hate i hate that guy i hate his look i hate his hair i hate everything so he's doing his job really well but he's a great performer um yeah. so usually for me if i really don't like you it also means that you're a shitty performer like someone like jake hager um, yes, but uh, whereas uh, MJF has a you know he's kayfabe for life. He has a great you know crazy grid pr- promos. He makes you kiss his ring and all this well, stuff. Well, I, I you know so, yeah, it's like one of the best heels in my mind, Randy Orton when he was young. Yeah, well that's because he was a heel off screen too. Right, and this is the feeling I get from MJF, a heel that you hate so much, but you know he's doing a terrific job of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a guy like Jake Hager is a guy you just hate and you think he sucks. <laughs> well, he's, he's so limited in the ring for some reason. It's like he's completely changed. And on the mic. Yeah. Does he even know. do anything on the mic anymore? All he does is fix his hair. He does like brainless stuff. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really sad to see because uh, I feel like Jake Hager could be special. I just haven't seen, haven't seen it yet at yeah, all. Yeah, whatever. Eh, it is what it is at this point. He doesn't, they don't need to push him. Uh, they don't need him to be great. They just need him to be an enforcer for the inner circle. Well, it was so great, too, um, that when they brought uh, Vitor Belfort and Cejudo, I- I'm surprised nobody had mentioned that fact that, you know, these are legitimate MMA, MMA fighters. MMA fighters, yeah. And they you really could have... Yeah, they always big up Jake Hager as undefeated in MMA, blah, blah, blah. They could have easily have done Cejudo and Belfort just beating up on Jake Hager. Yeah. Uh, or, if you, which... or if you want to give Jake Hager some, you know, some some, some shine, you, just, you have just, him beat yeah, them up. Yeah, but I don't think they're going <laughs> to... Yeah, I don't know how, how I don't know if those guys can take a fake beating properly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it'd be better for them to beat him up because at least he could sell it better. I think anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, mean, I think he be... could take the punches from these guys because they're smaller than him, right? Let me just say it. it couldn't be worse than Cain Velasquez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know it's funny because Joe Rogan on his podcast. Uh, congratulations on making that spot, getting that Spotify contract. By yes. The way. Uh, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Did you want to say something? No, no. Go finish off your sentence, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh, Joe Rogan's contract. Yeah. So uh, they were talking on uh, their podcast. I forget who. I forget who now he was talking to. It was this uh, last week, uh, saying that WWE looks like they're a little bit in trouble, and that's why they released Cain Velasquez. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, first of all, I don't think WWE's <laughs> in any trouble because uh, that's a billion dollar company. Yes, they did release some guys, but those guys were dead weight. Besides, obviously, like Rusev. Well, dude, you saw the article that said that um, 
you know, when the whole pandemic stuff was starting and then people were shutting down and stuff like that, they were saying that even if the WWE were to not have any more events for the rest of the year, they would mm. still be up like a billion dollars. Yeah, which makes sense. But uh, he was saying, oh, you know, they make all their money on merchandising and stuff, which is true. Uh, but you can always get merchandise online if you really want to. But obviously being in the atmosphere makes you want to buy it. I get that too. I don't think they're going to be hurting like too badly um, because this is this is all about to go away soon. Um, but uh, I don't I don't think they're ever in trouble financially. I think you just let dead weight go because you got to let dead weight go, right? Absolutely not. And, and going back to your talk about like merchandising, yeah, they make a lot of money for merchandising, but I think merchandising is more important for the wrestlers because I feel like the wrestlers make a lot of money for the merchandising. I feel like the WWE, they probably got most of the cash up front from the, you know, hundreds of million dollar uh, cable deals with uh, the USA Network and, and, and who's the other one that they have now? Um, Fox. Fox, yeah. Smackdown's so, on Fox and Raw is on USA. Yeah, so two huge, you know, contracts right there and then they get paid up front for that. Um, actually, part of the... Uh, I'm not sure if they get paid up front for that, but obviously it's it's in the contract, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, part of the reason WWE did so many shows is because they wanted to fulfill those contracts. So, um, yeah, I think, like, that's probably the bulk of their revenue is... is and- uh, from those yeah. cable deals, and what I've, and from what I'm hearing too, it looks like uh, because of this uh, the pandemic, uh, the WWE is relooking scheduling. So basically, mm-hmm. like most wrestlers would be on on the road for I don't know if there's 365 days a year, they're probably on the road 300 days of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to they're actually looking at scaling that back quite a bit, um, just to prolong their wrestlers and to uh, just have less events but like there's going to be more hype surrounding them which to me makes a lot of sense you're a billion dollar company you don't really need to like stretch as far as you guys are stretching in my opinion i don't really know your finances obviously but well i think it'd be great to do less it it Uh, absolutely makes sense because we know how many like you have guys like aj styles that are competing on you know dark shows on like you know wednesday afternoon in the middle of nowhere you know these live shows well they're fighting almost every day right yeah like saturday sunday Monday. well sun yeah monday tuesday wednesday and they got the live shows on monday and friday um so it's a lot of pressure too right and and then these guys some of these guys are getting injured quite frequently like samoa joe just can't seem to cut a break Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, you got to protect the longevity of your wrestlers, right? Because right. Brock Lesnar's biggest ripe when he was, when he was in his, uh, uh, when he was starting off in wrestling and then obviously achieved everything within a year was that he wanted to do less work because it was just, it was too much, even for a big guy like him, right? Because there's traveling involved. Plus you got to watch your nutrition. Plus you got to find some time to work out. Uh, plus, sure. you gotta you gotta do the extra work on the side, like signing pictures and promote doing promotions and all this bullshit, right? So, well, I, wrestling is one of the sports where I feel like when wrestlers retire, it's because they literally cannot wrestle anymore. Yeah, it's one of the few sports where you know you got your edges and your Daniel Bryan's who are retiring at such a young age because injuries and then even like the regular guy stone cold had to retire because he was injured bret hart had to retire because he was injured yeah. uh sean michaels had to retire because he was injured uh it's it's a brutal sport and it's very demanding and the fact that you ask these wrestlers to wrestle like you said five to seven days a week yeah insane plus you're working out right and if you're getting like and if you're as big as these guys are 
you really got to get the pump going, right? So, mm-hmm. like, you're working out these super, super workouts, and then you're going to go and lift, like, a 250-pound, 220-pound guy. Uh, it, it it can be stressful for the to the body, right? I, I know myself. I go to the gym. If I go to the gym, uh, you know, once, I'm done for the entire day, basically. Because yes. you try and- to do as much as you can, and... And it's not even the workouts that I think are the worst part. It's the fact that you're a 250-pound man falling on your back from, you know, five feet, six feet in the air. Yeah, that'll catch up to you real fast. That's going to catch up to you real fast. I want to see any normal average person just fall on their back on, on uh, you know, plywood. Just yeah. fall on your back once and see see how, how you know. How fun that is. Yeah, how fun that is, right? Like, I can't well, imagine. Well, that's what everyone's saying about Taker, right? Taker's so old now, so when he gets hit, he's getting really hurt. Um, I know they're doing the last, the last uh, ride. The last ride, yeah. I haven't really kept up with it. I watched the first episode. I was trying to catch the second and third episode, but I'm not able uh, to find uh, the time to catch it on the WWE Network. Right. Um, but uh, I'm sure they'll replay it a lot. But I, well, from what I heard was the Survivor Series is where Undertaker premiered in um, 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're saying the exact... 30 year anniversary of his uh, introduction into WWE will be this Survivor Series in November um, and it's also going to be in his hometown so there a wide speculation that this Last Ride documentary is going to lead up to his final match because a lot of the narrative in the first episode anyway was you know and it, and it came from Undertaker too it was like I don't know when my last match is going to be but I don't want to be a shadow or a shell of myself when I retire because I don't want to I don't want the last remaining memory of myself you know to be you know uh, someone who I wasn't in the ring it was someone who I left off as so basically someone who wasn't able to wrestle right. in the end so um, I know he's changed a lot of things in his life uh, food and training and whatever which that's mm-hmm. great but it seems like they're they're actually signaling toward this Survivor Series as possibly it's just a rumor again possibly being his last because of the timeline and it being in his hometown it just seems like you know all the all the t's are being crossed and all the i's are being stars aligning right yeah um what i will say about undertaker is i feel he's already sort of not ruined but kind of ruined his retirement by the fact that he has already pseudo retired you know he took off his his whole gear and he left it in the ring yeah. Well, something I noticed with Goldberg and The Undertaker, uh, they, they seem to both have massive anxiety because I know they're in the first episode, I think when Undertaker was fighting, uh, I think it was John Cena, uh, possibly John Cena, I believe it was John Cena, uh, which would have been last year's WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he seemed to be extremely nervous. Uh, they showed backstage footage, obviously. He seemed to be extremely nervous, and apparently Triple H came, you know, uh, Undertaker was sort of on his knee with his head, like, belt, bent over, like, just maybe taking it all in or, you know, whatever, doing his mental exercises before the match, and then Triple H came up to him, and it looked like Triple H uh, could see that he seemed to be a little unease with whatever it is he's on at unease with um, which I think is just the anxiety which Goldberg seemed to have too when they showed his documentary with uh, Crown Jewel but anyway uh, Triple H had told Undertaker you know remember who the F you are and that was it so Undertaker sort of like you know he got his streak going again uh, that he is a wrestler and he you know he used to be a world class wrestler um, and he still is capable of whatever he wants to so long as he's prepared for it and, and so forth 
so I seen that anxiety creeping up with both Goldberg and him. So I can only assume um, that that's basically where he's at because he did have a terrible match with Goldberg. He also had a actually a not a terrible match with Roman Reigns until sort of the ending, where it was really bad, and he felt really bad about that too. But uh, right. it seems to me like those are the demons that are getting him right now. Well, I'm. I'll say I'm not even surprised about Goldberg. Goldberg has always come off come off as a guy who's always like a perfectionist about how he's viewed, not necessarily about how his matches are or anything like that, but how he is individually viewed. Viewed. I feel like he probably always has anxiety about that because I'm sure he always wants to be viewed as you know the best and this and that. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Goldberg has gotten a lot of criticism um, over you know his entire career. Yeah, well, he's not really he's not really respected. Look, Matt Riddle like straight to his face just like doesn't respect him, right? Right. And Matt Riddle's a young guy, so I can only tell you like even kids nowadays probably don't. You know what? Really... Matt Riddle didn't even really disrespect him. No, no. But he took it as disrespect, right? Yeah, he I think And that, that... I think and I think the disrespect came from Goldberg reading things about Matt Riddle and him like from the media. Mm-hmm. So he he probably just judged Matt Riddle without maybe talking to him cuz it didn't seem like he talked to him at all. He just kept he sort of like threaten him in, 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 and Matt Riddle's is like sure bro sure bro and he's like oh, I'm not your bro like why don't you come over here and tell like you know I, I'm gonna have a match and then I'm gonna come see you after that's what Goldberg was telling him I was like dude is that the right way to continue you know to start a dialogue with a kid who you feel may have disrespected you I don't think so no not, sure a, not, not at your age of 50 not when you have a kid who's you know 10 to 13 right and a family you gotta be the bigger man and have that well discussion. that's the odd thing too because Goldberg is always about the kids he's always you know like yeah. he didn't want to lose to the fiend because he thought it was bad, a bad look for the kids. I'm like, man, it's only the, for the kids when it's convenient for you. You, yeah. Uh, but the other thing I will say is Brock Lesnar was also pissed at Matt Riddle, so who knows? Maybe Matt Riddle's just a guy that comes off like that, right? He probably does, yeah. Um, I personally don't even like Matt Riddle. I, I don't like that whole surfer boy gimmick, that bro thing. And it's starting to grow on me, and I kind of like it. It's, it's funny, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, though. I think he's a nice guy. He he definitely seems like a very nice. He's guy. a definitely bro guy. Like, yeah. you know, things don't bother him, so I could see why. Yeah. Uh, people would get upset with him. Like, I can totally see that. Like, people yeah. would get upset with him, but right. I really like him. Yeah. Um, I think he's just. Uh, I think it's good for him too. I think from a push perspective. You know, to have heat on you is always, you know, never, you know, what do they say? No, no news. Uh, sorry, no news is uh, bad news, but uh, all news is good news kind of thing. Yeah, no bad news. One of those kind of right? situations. Yeah. What I will say, though, is Matt Riddle has done very well for himself. He came up in the wrestling industry um, having an MMA background, but he didn't come in like using that MMA background as his, you know, push. Yeah. He actually went into the business and learned it and he he's become a really decent wrestler. Uh, same thing with uh, Shayna Baszler, right? Like yeah. both those guys, I give a lot of credit to because they both had MMA backgrounds, but didn't really use that to propel. They just came in and worked hard. Yeah. And well, Matt Riddle, yeah, yeah. Now they're bona fide wrestlers, right? You can't yeah. say that they're not. And Matt Riddle had a great match on uh, uh, NXT uh, in a cage, in a, in a special cage, I should say. There was a mm-hmm. platform above the cage, so you could actually walk freely mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was a good match. Kurt Angle was a special guest referee. Now, was this before or after Kurt Angle's contract expired? I'm not 100% sure. I hadn't known about the contract until after that, uh, that WWE was afraid that Kurt Angle might jump to AEW. So they were in a sort of a rush to sign him. So I'm not sure. Uh, it could. It, I think it might be before. Okay. Uh, 
but I'm I'm not 100% 100% sure. Yeah, cuz the WWE is doing this weird stuff like for example, you seen the Cruiserweight tournament? Um, well, even if you haven't, uh, one of the guys in the tournament is Drake Maverick who was released by the WWE, but he's still uh, he's wrestling the, yeah, he's still wrestling these this tournament. Well, he uh, won. He won the triple threat match. Sorry? On, and, uh, he won a triple threat match on NXT. Yeah, that's the tournament, right? Um, because I think he's in a tournament with a bunch of other guys, Tozawa, yeah, yeah, yeah some yeah, other yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I guess yeah. that was the tournament then. I just know yeah. it was a triple threat match. Because I know next week, but it was gonna, for the belt. Yeah, I think there's a three way tie right now uh, in the tournament. Uh, so next week there's gonna be, or maybe it was this week. They had it was this threat. week. It was this yeah. week. Yeah. It was this week that they had the triple threat. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, my point is that he's officially off contract with the WWE, yet they're still using him. So it's kind of like it's really well, he weird. He won too. He won too. Yeah, so that, that's even weirder, right? Like, I don't understand how this this works with the WWE. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of, like, backroom deals that go on. Like, you know, no official contract, but if you wrestle for us, yeah. you know, keep the, keep the business relationship alive. But um, So you said Matt Riddle had the uh, steel, steel cage. And I believe he lost that one. Yeah, yeah. you said I, I, Yeah, I already heard that he's going to SmackDown. So that's probably why they're not pushing him in nxt yeah. right now yeah i don't even know it's, who the nxt champ is it's um adam cole man oh still eh adam cole's been charming forever i forget yeah. who he is. hitting i'm really he's surprised fighting they... uh who is he fighting again i forget who he's fighting uh anyways but uh oh that's crazy that's it's, it's crazy how he hasn't dropped that belt yet because the other guys have dropped the belt, right? Like, um, the oh, Velveteen Dream, Dream. Oh, who is I? I've Velveteen Dream. You heard about that stuff that came out with him last month? I think it was or two months ago. No, where he was like D- DMing an underage. Oh no, boy or something like that. Oh no, yeah, it was some weird Ooh. stuff. Huh? So I'm looking at uh, actually I'm looking at right now NXT Takeover in your house, which will be June seventh, which is next. Uh, Next week, mm-hmm. next week Sunday, which is actually extremely strange. But anyway, uh, next week Sunday, let me make sure. Yeah, next week Sunday, uh, you'll have uh, Charlotte Rayel Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Champion, which right. is pretty exciting. They were in a tag match this week. Uh, Io Shirai tagged with Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, and uh, I think a more or less a newcomer. She sort of looked like Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, they actually ended up winning. Io Shirai accidentally hits Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And uh, she get, uh, Io gets uh, pinned. So I'm really hoping, I'm really rooting for Io Shirai. To I am belt. too, but I like the more I see of what they're doing in the lead up, I feel like she's not. I feel like Rhea Ripley is either going to win that title back to give her back some, uh, give her back some of that momentum, that hype, mm. or Charlotte just retains. Yeah. So you got at- Charlotte. You got Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. If Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship while Cole is still champion. So this seems like a big one. This is the last chance match is what they're calling it. Um, so this could be Adam Cole's maybe final run. I don't know how they're going to call it. He's been champion for quite a while. So yes, I could see it. I could see them switching hands to Velveteen. Uh, he's a pretty good wrestler too. And uh, I don't think he's ever been champion don't quote me on that but i don't think he has no ever been i well i think uh, he got injured right because like mm-hmm. in, in i haven't the, seen him in a while 
Yeah, yeah, because I think he was like sometime last year he was like at the height of his uh, popularity. Then you just didn't see him because I think mm-hmm. he got injured. Um, but yeah, he's back now, which is nice to see. Uh, again, another... hopefully those rumors are false though. But I'll have to do some more research on that. Yeah, and the uh, I guess it looks like the uh, the last match um, will be Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano, which I think should be a good match. That will be super interesting. Well, and that that's what I was gonna say too. As I was surprised they never dropped. The, Gave the championship to Keith Lee or or uh, well, or uh, a Riddle, right? Those guys well, seemed like the the up and comers for NXT for a long time. Well, Keith Lee is the NXT North American champion. So oh, is he? I, That's good. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna defend the belt against Johnny. Uh, so yeah, if the thing is, they haven't put. I don't know if they put Keith Lee against Adam Cole, uh, just because Keith Lee's so big, right? So yeah. It'd be an almost instant win, unless uh, obviously uh, Adam Cole's crew. Well, for yeah, I, I, it seems like Keith Lee is more closer to getting called up to yeah uh, SmackDown, or, SmackDown Rob, or Rob than winning the NXT title. And same well, thing with like Riddle, right? Like he is obviously getting called up to SmackDown. So uh, I don't know if he was ever a champ though. Matt who? Riddle, Matt Riddle. No, I don't. I know think he won so. the tag champ, but I don't know if he ever won the NXT championship. Yeah, I don't think so. Which like is odd. Being, yeah, it is odd. Yeah, because usually it's like you know the typical formula is you win the NXT, yeah, you, you win the championship and then you go move on. Yeah. yeah anyways, let's see what happens. But uh, so again, yeah. uh, next Sunday, I guess, is that pay per view. Well, we'll have to uh, schedule that one in. Maybe we'll do a live podcast for that one. Yeah. Let's see what goes on. But uh, NXT, yeah, looks good. Um, Again, uh, Matt Riddle's going to SmackDown, so it's exciting to see what's going on there. I know AJ Styles had moved back to SmackDown as well. Uh, he said it was uh, just like a fresh start for him because he his boys are no longer here. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, hopefully that's a nice change of scenery, and he's going to be reunited with like guys like Shinsuke and stuff, which is going to be cool. Yeah. Um, I know recently Sami Zayn also got stripped of his title, right? He did, yeah. There doing a tournament i think or something for his belt yeah that's right um so that's sad to see because I, I love sammy zane <laughs> i mean it's not super interesting yeah sammy zane's pretty cool i like sammy zane a lot that i is... just i didn't like the fact that he got stripped but it is what it is i think he's injured i'm not sure though mm-hmm. or maybe he's choosing not to wrestle because of the covid situation i'm not sure yeah um, everything's but... pretty great right now with wrestlers and what's going on and which, by the way, did you see it was Raw or SmackDown where they debuted the uh, audience um, yeah. plexiglass? Yeah. Oh, my God. And now they're saying that that could be the future of wrestling. Could you imagine? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It's like hockey. It's like yeah. watching, you know, it's really weird. I'm yeah. not a big fan of it. Well, I've never sat that close. So I don't know what the feeling's like, but it probably sucky if I'm paying that kind of money to set well, up. Well, I, I just I think it just looks weird from a television standpoint. It I does. Yeah, I'll never be able to afford front row seats as it is, anyways. Yeah. Which, by the way, in Toronto, I think uh, last time we went to an event, the front row seats were like a thousand bucks. So, which is insane. Like, holy insane. Shit. Like we're already paying like we usually pay around sixty to hundred bucks for our tickets. Yeah. Um, but crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything else to talk about written wrestling? I think uh, no. Um, I, I know we touched on the Ray Ripley, Charlotte, and Neo Shirai, but who do you got winning that one? Uh, I think Charlotte wins that one again. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Ripley, 
but I really, really hope they don't yeah. do Io Shirai Dury. I hope Io wins. Yeah, her, her since the heel turn, yeah. she's been amazing. Her look now looks so good. She looks yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, her costume, I like her little makeup around the eyes, how they do that little, like, little sharp yeah. glitter. She's another short one, though. I was watching the uh, Kari Sane and uh, Shayna Baszler match. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was a really good match. She beats Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the... Uh, this is when she won her first NXT Women's Champion. That was a great match. Right. Um, so it sort of reminded me of Io Shirai. Right. Uh, you know, being a small fighter against these big girls like Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Uh, sorry, uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. So, yeah, again, I am rooting for Io Shirai. Small, I am always rooting for the underdog. Yeah, that's true. But I, I would say that they're closer to the average. I, I would say Charlotte and Rhea Ripley are just massive uh, ladies, a tall... Uh, mm-hmm. But like, if she's in a match with Sasha Banks or Bailey, yeah, she's uh, she'll look fine, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know who's really short though is that um, <laughs> that Chinese girl. I forget her oh, name. Nia. Uh, no, 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 Zaylee, Zaylee. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She can, she can do some flippy stuff though. I think she's yeah. uh, like a gymnast, uh, so I'm not surprised. But I think uh, she's like five one or something. Yeah, right? she's really, but really she, short. Uh, she was squatting Sheamus. Yeah, she's strong as heck. She, yeah. Very strong, very strong. Um, and even uh, Nikki's partner. I mean, not Nikki, Nikki. Cross. Uh, not, yeah, Alexa Bliss's partner, Nikki Cross. Alexa. Is, is really yeah, short, short as well. Oh, man. She went off on the Iconics. Did so she? Basically, yeah, because the Iconics are going to face, it looks like, uh, uh, Alexa and Nikki. Okay. So basically, uh, Alexa came in. She said a little spiel. Iconics started off, obviously. Then Alexa came with Nikki Cross to the ring. And then after uh, the iconics basically told Nikki to shut up because you're not really you're not interesting. No one's here to see you. Um, you're not part of why you're champion. She got pissed, and I don't know. I don't think that was scripted. I think uh, that was freestyle, and she went off on those girls so badly, and it was such a good uh, it was such a good promo for her. Mm-hmm. It was such a good uh, interviewer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, she just she laid it all out. She said, you know, I was never popular. I was never in the in crowd. You know, no one believed in me. Uh, but you know, Alexa believed that we could do something together. We're here holding the titles. I'm just as much as part of that as she is because she believed. And it just went and it was great to see because the iconics look like a bunch of bullies, and I think that's the heel thing. Um, that well, that's what they for. do, right? The iconics are just like silly. They talk shit, and that's well, what they're they the do. popular girls that yeah. are bullies, yeah. right? So yeah. they're very easily hated. Um, I like I think, the Iconics, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they're so, hilarious, but anyways, go on. Yeah, so uh, she did a great... I think she did a great job there. So, Which is interesting because Nikki uh, doesn't really get talk. that much. Yeah, she's always just crazy, right? Like, that's yeah. her gimmick. Is she... Well, she took offense to that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if that was scripted. I think she got pissed. And well, she, she let it all be pissed. Out, right? Her gimmick sucks. Yeah, just a crazy short girl. Yeah, crazy short... Like, your gimmick is garbage. Yeah. Not that you are garbage. I think you're a pretty good wrestler, but... Your yeah. gimmick's trash. Um, and it's crazy to see Alexa too, right? Like, it seemed like when she was champion, she was unstoppable. And yeah. now she's been relegated to, you know, tag. She's been doing the tag gimmick for what? Over a year now, probably? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been a while, right? So it's kind of weird to see. Um, well, it's because you had dominant champions. You had to put... Ch- your, your, your champions were so dominant. You had to put them... You had to put Charlotte... 
in NXT. Uh, Bailey is the SmackDown Women. She's having a long run with uh, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're tagging the NXT Women's Champion belt, and uh, uh, you got uh, what's her name, uh, Becky, uh, who had to leave. She was another dominant champion. Right. Uh, so there was really no room for Alexa, and Alexa was a dominant champion in her time too. But the, I mean over is Becky or however was Becky she was so over you couldn't let her lose that belt for sure um, and and Becky uh, and and, and uh, well, Bailey uh, she just has you know the great Karen thing going on I take Alexa over uh, Bailey for championship um, and it's but, crazy that they haven't even done that match yet right well I really don't you could understand easily have what's going on with Bailey uh, and Sasha Banks, for that matter, because well, it's it's the longest storyline we've seen. Didn't they already like didn't they years. already turn on each other? Like, didn't Sasha turn on her for yeah. like a month or so, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're back? They're like, I, I I don't understand it at all. But it's the longest running storyline in wrestling, <laughs> if you can call it that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, you saw the news about uh, the NBA resuming. I did see the news about it. They look July like July 31st. I think is the date. That's uh, that's the proposed date, I believe. Um, it looks like it is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, good. Good for them. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. There's a few things being ta- discussed. I didn't look too much into it because I'd rather have official news than rumor news. But it looks like uh, they're going to do a 16-team uh, playoff. Uh, is that the World Cup Which style? would basically not have conferences. Uh, oh, so that's the other way. Okay. Don't? No. Because I heard a yeah. couple of different uh, so scenarios. One of them was the World Cup style. And then I think the 16 was the one that they were uh, proposing anyways as a rule change for the future. Yeah, right? which yeah. they may want to experiment on like right now, now which, right? I th- yeah. which I think maybe is a good thing to do. Uh, basically, we uh, Toronto Raptors would be facing uh, the Memphis Grizzlies first round if that were to happen. Um, as there's no conferences, it's just going to be straight 1 to 16 based on your rank. Um, so that leaves a lot of teams out. Um, I know Damian Lillard said he was not going to play in any games that didn't matter, which I think is complete horse crap. Um, I think you need to play, especially your team, because you guys are fighting for a playoff spot. You're not even in the playoffs. Uh, so uh, well, I think potentially that's... they could be in the playoffs in the East. They, I mean, if we're doing straight 16, right. it's a small chance he actually it's could be It's a better be chance for him, yeah. yeah. Definitely a better chance for him. But... Uh, um... That's I think that's what he was trying to say though. If 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 he has no chance of making the playoffs in returning, that's why he wouldn't want to play. Because like you said, he's fighting for a chance currently to get in the playoffs. But if they remove that chance, then like I could sort of understand not wanting to play. But at the same time, what if you're on a team that's garbage in in the regular season? Does that mean you don't play after a certain point once you're eliminated? No, that's well, not what it means at all. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do because uh, if you're gonna like July thirty first, so you'd have to basically be in playoffs right off the bat, right? Right. So the teams that weren't involved wouldn't be involved. I, I would assume. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know the details of how they're gonna do this, but uh, yeah, they haven't obviously released any official stuff because you can't uh, really do a regular season. You're running out of time because you still have to do the draft. You have to do contract signings, free agency, and then you got to reopen up in October again. That's right. But it depends how they do it, though, because what I heard was they would play the the games like summer league. So you would have games literally all day. 
Um, so they could fit a bunch of games in a single day. Um, and I heard rumors that they did want to do like, you know, four or five games of the regular season just to get people back into uh, game, game mode. Yeah, game mode, right? Um, yeah, but if you have players that are denying to play... That's a different like question, that. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, I don't think Damian Lillard would actually... Well, if he did, I'm sure he would get fined first and foremost. Um, but, you know, again, like I said, if this is the regular season, your team just gets eliminated from the playoffs, do you stop playing? No. So why would you say something like that now? Mm. It's kind of my thing, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, Portland's in trouble. They got to do something with that team. Uh, they are in serious trouble, yeah. They're uh, not even. You're not even in playoffs. Like, that's kind of scary when you have Damian Lillard on your team. Well, when you're competing with teams like New, or- New Orleans for a playoff spot, you, you, it's you odd, messed up. It? You messed up somewhere. Yeah, it's odd. It's really odd. And you got teams like OKC that it's like riding fifth and sixth seeds. Yes. It's yes. very strange. And don't get me wrong, like OKC is a great team, uh, but they shouldn't be better than Portland, not on paper. No, I didn't have Memphis. I did, sorry, I didn't have OKC making playoffs. Yeah, or like maybe I don't think anybody did, right? Yeah. Like your best players in aging, Chris Paul. But it shows you the game guys. has changed, and the game has changed. Right? I don't I, like again. I don't know what's going on with Portland. I've said this many times on the podcast. It seems really strange uh, that they're not even able to make playoffs. You know, let alone yeah. Right now they're fighting for a position, or uh, sorry, fighting to make. I just playoffs. don't think they have a really good team makeup because Lillard obviously gets his, McCollum will get his. Um, McCollum is looking like DeRozan, I think, and that's what the problem is. His threes are down from last year, but it's also right. because he's a six foot three shooting guard. When most right. of your shooting guards now are like six five or above, right? Right. But I mean, like taking that into consideration, you still have Lillard going off. Like they're losing games in which Lillard's scoring like forty plus. Yeah. So that's an issue right there. If you're scoring forty plus and can't win a game, that tells me that the system's not right. That team system is not right. No. And they're bloated and stuff. They got a lot of big men. They just signed Carmelo Anthony. A lot of their big guys are injured. So, I, yes, uh, very well, possible. That's the and other thing, too, Whiteside, right? who's killing it. I was going to say, the other thing, too, is, like, maybe Nurkic really is that X factor. Maybe they really uh, desperately needed what uh, Nurkic offers. So, mm. And I think Nurkic is healthy now. So, if they do resume, you know, we could be seeing a completely different Portland team. That's true. Could you have Nurkic and Whiteside at the same time? Holy yeah. crap. Which could be... Working or not working? Or not working sure, at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if Whiteside is going to be happy splitting time with uh, Nurkic or yeah. vice versa, right? Yeah. Because they so, both demand lots of minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'd, I'd love to see NBA back. Uh, it's been quite a while, and that definitely helped boost our podcasts the other half. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been mostly the Wrestle podcast, or the Wrestle Last Dance podcast for the last... Yeah. Uh, couple of uh weeks but uh yeah i mean let's see what happens uh the nhl announce anything because I, I heard last week that they were supposed to on the radio but i don't know nothing further than what i stated before where they right. do uh what is it uh 20 i think all teams make the playoffs but uh it's like wild card and most. stuff right yeah there's buys yeah. there's i think there's four team there's eight team total buys uh, and then the remaining league is fighting for playoffs. So, which I think is awesome. You give everyone a shot mm-hmm. uh, to make playoffs and to do something in the playoffs. And I think NBA should do something like that because this year's already an asterisk. Uh, so, if you were to win it, no one's gonna say any. No one's gonna bat an eye. We, you know, we all lost a chance. 
of seeing what the season could have been for a lot of guys, including uh, the Toronto right. Raptors. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I love I love the NHL's idea of how to do it. Um, just giving everyone an opportunity, everyone a shot, uh, mm-hmm. because this is really a weird year. So the guys that were chilling and coming back maybe aren't going to be as good as the guys that, you know, were in a losing situation. They right. trained and they worked out during this time, and right. maybe they've gotten better, right? So like a St. Louis Blues story from last year. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to see. So I think I haven't heard anything further from the NHL than that. It looks like that's what the proposal will be. Um, and if that's, I think they're going to go ahead before the NBA. So we may see NHL sooner than the NBA because they've been actually doing, they've been going through this a lot so- earlier than the NBA started their planning. So right. um, if everything's a go, then they'll go ahead. But I think it's going to, it's going to be crowdless. Um, oh, so, it'll have to be crowdless. Yeah. No fans in the stadium. Um, eh, yeah, let's see what happens. Again, like you said, more sports, the better. Uh, it'll be interesting. I just, it's always going to be an asterisk championship. I feel like they almost need to like change the championship for this year, change it to like, you know, an NBA championship tournament where it's like you win something different. Mm-hmm. Since it's a one off so and, and they're going well, to be experimenting with the playoff they should just do and all that. They should just do FIBA. You have round robin and you have playoffs. World, World Cup style. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the best way to do it. Right. And well, that's what I'm saying. If they do something completely different like that, I would love to see them just change the trophy for this year and make it something different yeah. and not make it the actual NBA championship. Because obviously if you win an NBA championship and the playoff format is all messed up, completely different from the norm, mm-hmm. it's going to be a weird championship to have. Yeah. Very strange. But exciting nonetheless. Yeah, exciting nonetheless. Let's have uh, let's let's get some normalcy. Let's get some sports back in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so- they have German soccer. If you're interested in that, is it German soccer? I forget. Okay, I think I if- saw Korean baseball. Oh, Korean well. baseball is back. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, I saw that as well. I know Euroleague already got canceled, eh? Yeah. Euroleague until- got canceled. Yeah. Um, well, so Europe are- hit hard. Yeah. So a couple of leagues have been canceled. Uh, but it seems like all the major ones are starting up. I think Premier League is going to start up soon because I saw um, I saw headlines basically stating that they tested like all 2,000 uh, soccer players or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So if it hasn't already started, it sounds like it's going to start up soon. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I don't really watch soccer anyways, but I just saw that on like Sports Center or something like that. Yeah, it's just about how to get started again, I think, is the uh, the main concept here. Right. And how to do it safely and um, yeah. just do it, I guess. Exactly. So uh, let's see what they do. Um, I mean, everything is just conjecture at this point. Nothing official has happened, but I'm sure everybody wants to resume the league uh, to get that that uh, that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, man, if I had millions of dollars on the line, I absolutely would be on that boat as well. Um, now, finally, I just wanted to touch on the UFC. Obviously, there was a UFC fight night, I think, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodley, Tyrone Woodley lost. Um, I don't even know who he faced. Uh, he faced uh, Burns, Gilbert Burns. Burns Gilbert lost Burns. Lost in a decision. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I watched the first round, and then I kind of fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but from what I saw, Tyrone Woodley, is, he's lost it. He's too gun-shy, doesn't want to commit. 
doesn't yes. want to brawl. Some some say he's still waiting for the right time to hit that counter punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. He's just too afraid to engage these days. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. It's because you don't want to get knocked out. But if, if you don't want to get knocked out, you're going to end up taking the L anyways. Yeah, which you did. Which you did. In a, in a, dis, in a, a unanimous decision. So don't complain about it. Don't complain about the refs. Don't complain about this. If you don't want to engage, you don't want to engage. And that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, when, so uh, he's also pretty old, I gotta say. I think Tyrell Woodley's like 37 or 38. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's over the moon now, I think. Yeah, so I think his time is up. Um, otherwise, the UFC, I don't think there's any other really huge matches last night. Um, but next week, they also have a, a UFC event going down. It's a pay-per-view event, UFC 250. Right, pay-per-view, uh, and that's going to be Nunez versus, uh, what was that? Felicia Spencer. Felicia Spencer. I don't know much about Felicia Spencer. I think I watched her first match when she came to the UFC, and she seems a little bit like... Unpolished is the best word I could say. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, like, I don't know how she's been winning, to be quite honest. But she's winning, and she's earned her title shot, but... She just doesn't look as polished and crisp as, uh, you know, these champions, and and especially compared to Amanda Nunes, right? With yeah, some of the best striking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, for me, that's an easy win for Nunes. But let's see what happens. That's gonna be first round knockout, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise, there are a couple other names on the card that you'll recognize. Kobe Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, Asenkow, right? Yeah, Asenkow. Uh, that should be a decent match. Cody Garbrandt needs to get a couple of wins and get back Wait. into that title picture. Um, and then yeah. uh, your boy, um, sh- what's his name? Sean O'Malley. Sean, Sean O'Malley. O'Malley. Sugar? Sugar Sean O'Malley? Sugar Sean. Uh, but he... It's Eddie Wineland, who's a veteran. First of all, he had a spectacular last fight, O'Malley. Yeah. Uh, spectacular last fight. And what I loved is his post-fight... Like, he seems like a real... Real good dude, real chill, mm-hmm. um, and like good head on his shoulders. Yeah. So I have high hopes for him. Uh, it's undefeated, well. so that yeah. should. Uh... Undefeated, had a bit of a, a rough, like I think it was a what two year layoff, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, of the injuries, injuries and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's it's good to see him back because I remember before the injuries, people were talking about like Conor McGregor. Obviously, he he takes a lot of influence from Conor. Uh, but he's still very respectful. He's not like on that level like Connor. Uh, but there's a lot of like you can see it too. He's very unique in his striking and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm excited for O'Malley. He's he's definitely a cool up and comer and and could be a potential next star for the UFC. Um, yeah. yeah, and and that's about it. Uh, again, this week's been pretty quiet. Uh, just mainly follow up on some wrestling events from last week. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that that is basically all the new news in the wrestling and basketball world for this week. Mark, any uh, any topics that you want to talk about? No, uh, looks like possibly the last Rick and Morty episode for the seasons tonight. I'm not sure though. Interesting. Uh, the last episode was pretty good. Which it was, was funny. Rick, the Rick children. Yeah. He, I guess, he consummated with a planet. planet. Yeah, that's right. And then the kid ended up not being his, and then he fought a godlike creature. <laughs> killed him, yeah. And then killed him, so yeah. that's just another notch on Rick's belt. I feel like all this murdering is going to catch up to him one day, but uh, yeah. Hey, well, what do I know? 
I'll say about this season of Rick and Morty is uh, they didn't really f- have a major storyline or anything this season. No. Uh, but the episodes have been funny, which is you yeah, know the, the main thing. Yeah, episodes have been hella like, funny. Yeah, ultimately it's it's a, a comedy cartoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we haven't seen that because the the first two seasons in my mind have always been like the ones that like kind of get you and you're like oh man. it hooks you yeah those are the no but like there's like deeper meanings you know to the episodes yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh yeah. whereas i haven't really felt that in the last maybe two seasons yeah yeah um, but, but they've uh, been interesting they're super interesting they're super original stories too like who comes up with this stuff it's insane yes um, some of them are stupid though let's, let's don't oh, give sure too much stupid. credit some of them are really stupid uh but uh yeah i don't know let's see what what happens Every, obviously rick and morty people love rick and morty yeah, the fandom has not died. No, I can they've see the still sh- bonded with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, the show will go on for another, you know, at least another five seasons. I can for see. thousands of years and hundreds of episodes and thousands of days and forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Rick and Morty, forever, ever, and ever, never, and ever, ever, and ever. Oh, which by the way, we didn't even touch on the uh, Joe Rogan uh, Spotify contract. Yeah, he got a huge deal from Spotify. Uh, did we clarify whether we could still access his podcast? I think you can still access it. I did not confirm it, but I remember Joe Rogan's uh, when he was announcing it, he had mentioned that uh, basically all he has to do is you know be exclusive to Spotify, but it's still accessible to everybody. Uh, so I think it's going to be free on Spotify. Nice, but you have to have Spotify, or you can use any platform. Yeah, you'll have to use Spotify to listen to it. Um, and if you have the free version of Spotify, there's obviously ads and stuff. Um, but I mean, it's still going to be free. Um, and so, yeah, I know a lot of people have been talking about Joe Rogan, like he sold out and this and that, but I mean like a hundred million dollars, I think anybody in the right mind would take that deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too big on joining Spotify and then signing up for it because all these things you got to sign up for and then they want you to be putting in passwords that you're never going to remember and then they're going to be sending you emails on stuff it's kind well, what, of what do you currently listen to your podcast on uh i use uh, cast box for joe rogan um and whenever i'm listening to our stuff i'm using actually same thing i'm just using cast box cast box okay say i use spotify so uh, uh not much of a difference for me prior to spotify i was using google podcasts mm. um but I mean, like you're using some weird ass I've never heard of. Uh, what's it called? Castbox. Castbox yeah. So I mean, like I, I use Castbox because I can. I think you can do it on Spotify too. But just I think originally when I started listening uh, to Joe Rogan, uh, I want I, I I'd want to download it and listen to it so I okay. can download it on my Wi-Fi. Right. Uh, and then just whenever I'm on the go, I could just listen to it in the car because I used to drive far for work, not right. like incredibly far, yeah, about 25 kilometers. <laughs> Uh, to work so i'd have enough time to you know listen to it on the way back from work when there's a lot more traffic right Uh, so i just stuck with it i never thought about spotify plus i could get anything else i wanted Uh, but the fact that i may have to get spotify now makes me a little upset (laughs) um it probably won't i probably will get it uh maybe i don't know Uh, you just 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 so you know you can download on spotify um You can even do that on Google Podcasts. I'm pretty sure most of the... Uh, you can do it on... Yeah, on. I think most of the, the the software these days you can do that on. Well, Joe Rogan had a Kevin Hart on his podcast. Uh, it was This is the second time he's been on the podcast, so it was really good. So he has a lot of great guests. I think he had Elon Musk Part 2 as well. 
yeah uh, that 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 episode was a little more boring this time because uh it just it it whatever it just seemed like a fanboy episode uh for joe and uh, the kevin hart one uh, kevin hart really narrated and you know led the conversation for the most part i mean kevin hart recovered from a very fatal uh, car accident that left him par- like almost paralyzed basically right uh, so that was a great he's really about uh, doing stuff getting stuff and working hard and trying and all that stuff. So that was really uh, pre- prevalent in his, uh, uh, in his. Uh, you're, t- you're talking about Kevin. Sorry, Kevin Hart. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. So Jarman yeah, that's was pretty like clear, this, man. Uh, he was the top, like outside of The Rock. I think he was the top money maker in Hollywood. Yeah, he like, does a lot of. He's working. He's constantly working. Right? Yeah, so like I could easily see that he's a, a workhorse. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it is motivating because I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, you know, be in your craft, do your thing experiment you're gonna fail he's like i fail so many times people don't even know um both in his professional life and his personal life i know his personal life's a little complicated i won't get into that because personal is personal Uh, but he says like you guys would not believe how many times i failed in the business world uh it's just that you don't see that because obviously i didn't make it far enough for you guys to know about it possibly right maybe some of you do know about it but he's like you gotta you just gotta put yourself out there because you never know and you got to try and you got to do things that you're uncomfortable with, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Things that we know. Right. Uh, but obviously, Kevin Hart's super successful, super rich. Uh, yeah. So, uh, his, his hard work has definitely paid out, but it seems like he's still... But he's one of those people, and I think Kobe was like this, and I think Jordan was like this as well, was that uh, uh, anyone who's, you know, really good at their profession is that these guys are workaholics, right? Like... Oh, for sure. You They're on their grind, you know, 190... 98% of the time and you got 2% time of relaxing. So well, yeah, you look at Kevin too. Hart, like he's, you know, he's a short guy, a short mm-hmm. black male trying to make it in Hollywood. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, he definitely had the odds stacked against him and he's done so well for himself. So he's definitely, uh, uh you know, a big he's motiv- also, yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry uh, I was just going to say, he's going to be a big motiv- motivating factor, you know, for a lot he- of people. Oh yeah, he's also a he's he's turned into a semi vegan. Uh, he doesn't eat meat. He'll eat eggs and he'll eat uh, soy based, I guess meat you can say. Yeah, so he's so, done yeah. a lot of changing with stuff like that. So he, he's not he's not a self proclaimed veganist. He just doesn't eat meat because he doesn't because he understands uh, how meat is procured in our country mm-hmm. or in his country, I guess. Right. Uh, so just things like that. It's just knowledge is power kind of, you know. He should uh, just get his meat from uh, Joe Rogan. Well, he, Joe Rogan hunts elk. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Joe Rogan hunts his own food, right? So. Yeah. He hunts his food. He, he kills one elk, I think, a year, he says. And he says he has so much meat that not only can he feed his him and his family, but he also gives out a lot of meat. Yeah. Uh, which is I think is amazing. If you can get that from one animal, like, that's that's quite impressive. I was actually trying to see if I could find some elk meat. Uh, I know uh, my dad had had some a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had bought some from uh, wherever. Uh, so I was thinking maybe that might be a little better because I know elk you can find in Canada. Well, uh, when I was in uh, Newfoundland, um, you know, people there regularly hunt moose and this and that. And I actually had some moose that was locally hunted. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was alright. It wasn't bad, but uh, it was it's my, healthier, my point right? was it's just like it's it's a lot more prevalent in other places outside of Ontario or outside of Toronto at least. A major city, yeah. Right, like you don't you can't go out and hunt easily in <laughs> in the GTA, no. right? And then the meat that you're getting here are just factory farms, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's not the ideal situation yeah you'd be surprised though in like newfoundland like i said they were hunting moose i think they i had locally hunted seal as well oh which was you, you had that cooked or raw no cook 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 cooked, okay. yeah yeah it was just, i know the uh it was fine i think yeah it was good it was a chewy or yeah it was a little bit gamey but it wasn't like i wouldn't have known that it was something like it, honestly everything is just tastes like beef right <laughs> uh, i've had shark before i don't know if you ever had that shark i've had shark uh yes i've had shark before that's pretty Um, good i've had shark fin before which i like i regret now obviously i was a kid when i had it Mm -hmm. Uh, but like nothing special but it shark fin tastes like jelly i I never understood why there's such a demand for it yeah such a yeah and it's an awful awful industry um and i i do not ever want shark fin again Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing where it comes from and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. If you ever get a chance, watch the uh, Gordon Ramsay documentary on shark fin, the shark fin industry. Mm. It's terrible. These guys literally <laughs> just cut the fins off, throw the the body back into the water. Yeah. So, and it's That's... like you can eat the body too because you've had shark steaks before, right? Not steaks. Like the meat itself. I've right? had the meat itself. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm talking about when I say yeah, shark yeah. steaks, like yeah. the meat part. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people they think you know you had shark it's just the fins it's like no man you can eat all you can eat of the, the shark meat. yeah you yeah can eat all of the shark yeah yeah the bones it's a it's a mammal it's yeah anyways uh so yeah that about concludes the wrestle ball podcast for this week um again next week we got a ww uh, nxt event NXT, NXT in event. your house. And then UFC to, what, 250? 50 on Saturday. Uh, so that'll be good. So uh, some sports coming up this weekend. Stay tuned for any pending news on the NBA, the NHL, and all those other sports. Uh, but till then, just stay safe. Um, and, yeah, let's all make sure we're uh, – let's make sure we're, we're making our time on this earth fruitful is yes. what I will say. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, the weather is amazing, so – Go out there and do some stuff. I got to actually pull up my kayak. We got to go kayaking soon. Yeah, I definitely do. That would be amazing. But uh, let's see. Hopefully they start, you know, uh, um, easing up on the restrictions. Yeah, it's coming. It'll be this month. I think by the end, well, it's June. It's June tomorrow. Believe it or not, six months has already gone by. Uh, Is your work, by the way, going back to full time? Not yet. Okay. We're, so we're, we're switching work. back to uh, eight-hour shifts, by the way. Oh, are you? Yeah, so it seems like even my work is slowly, yeah, uh, you know, reintegrating. Nothing's changed yet, but uh, yeah, I've, I think they've already said they're going to go back slowly, if that's the case. Right. But I think once everyone starts going, it's just going to pick up. It's going to be too much, so I don't know. Cool. Uh, it's up to the leaders to depend uh, to figure that out. All right. Well, as always, uh, Mark, any last words for this episode? The word of the day is day. Perfect. Have a beautiful day, guys, and <laughs> a beautiful year and a beautiful life. Uh, you've been listening to the Russell Ball Podcast. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Joseph. Joining me is my good friend, Mark. And that's about it. So take care. Have a good one.